0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC. Oh, what's
1: going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 598 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live,
0: Band edition
1: I'm your host, Christian Pyle. Joined today. Bye. Well, everyone is in the van here, plus Ben Funky Aspen, David Bray filling in. And we are somewhere in Kansas, driving back to Austin, Texas. And what, what a night, boys. I mean, what an amazing, amazing evening of wrestling concluded with Jordan Burroughs and David Taylor. David Taylor, a
0: 4-4 criteria victor. Um... I guess, first, let's check in with Ben. Ben, what were your thoughts on the match?
1: Christian, I, I was so excited because when when Jordan Burroughs got that push out to make it 4-3 to three with about 15 seconds left, I thought, holy crap, Jordan Burroughs is going to make me look like a genius because he's going to win 5-4 in the closing seconds, <laughs> literally, literally as I said he was going to do. Um, well, unfortunately, yeah. he, he only that. got the push out. Oh, man. I Well, I can hear myself. So, Bray, you can hear me, of course, right? Yep so um I mean I guess I'll talk to Bray but that was kind of what I assumed was going to happen is they were very conservative against each other and he went neither one was trying to use their pace because they didn't think it would be a factor against the other one um and they both started opening up in the second period there was the one like I don't what would you call it a slip where Jordan so. kind of slipped and David hit that quick go behind and it would be really interesting to me how the match would have played out without that um and I don't want to say David won the match because of that, because I think David would have wrestled tactically much different had that not happened, but that did happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it, it seemed like Jordan was so committed to that snap. He was like working so hard on that. And then just as he stepped back to snap hard as he slipped and it changed everything. Right. I mean, that, that was yeah. I, a lot of the match kind of came down to that position. Um, I, I was curious, like. I wondered how Jordan was going to be able to score and how he was going to attempt to score, and and it seemed like that snap—he was—he was going for that hard, right?
1: Yeah, he really was. Oh my gosh, a lot Um, I, you
0: know what? I kind
1: of thought, uh, and I don't really know why, but I thought JB's stance was a little more staggered than usual. It kind of struck me. Um, and then, uh, but I mean, again, and I—I I know this is the case, but when you see it, you kind of forget about it. His defense is so good. David Taylor got it deep on two singles, and he only got one point out of both attacks. So he got, he got none on the one, he got one point total, and then on the one, he only got a push out.
0: Yeah, and, and then, I mean, you know, you see the end of the match, Jordan able to put together four, four one-pointers in the last minute. And I mean, pe- people always are asking the questions and they wonder, like, if you can do that for the last minute, why not sooner? Um, I don't know, what would, you, what would you say about that? I have an idea, uh, but what, do you, what would you say?
1: well you can only you can only sprint so long the human body only only uh is allowed to burst so much um and that's where I well I think more interesting is if he didn't give up that two point takedown to David on that kind of slip ish motion um David's not going to give up those push outs so easy so what's actually going to happen that's what I you know I would have been so curious to see that so you you can't you can't sprint for six minutes you can't do it I mean come on man um, so, you know, Jordan says and and is rightfully so that his sprint is as good or better than anyone. And he showed it again last night. He put a whole bunch of points on the board against David Taylor. Um, it just wasn't quite enough.
0: Yeah. And, and the other thing too, is like Jordan has talked about, he talked about it before Zaheed, He talked about it before he wrestled David, that he, he can't, he says he can't formulate like the full match strategy until partway through the match like he part of yeah, what of he course. does is he adjusts right like he makes those adjustments and so i mean it's another reason why there's there's no way that jordan's going to be able to sc- score like that on david the whole match or or maybe even at the beginning of the match because he kind of has to f- get a feel right he has to get his hands on him and yeah. um definitely see that frequently with him and saw that again last night with uh, the adjustments that he made
1: yeah J- jordan's attack style is heavily timing based he has about as good of timing as anyone who's uh tried to attack someone wrestling <laughs> in, the, in the history of wrestling um so yeah obviously him, him capturing the rhythm is going to be important for him um but the other thing which i you know i would just push back on um when anyone questions jordan's judgments i i and i was look i always look at the overall effectiveness before i think about anything else and it's like this guy has won more than just about anybody i mean he is uh optimized winner he does it so frequently that how could you even question his judgment and even if you want to say the two sidikoff matches well he put himself up with like 10 seconds left in both matches yeah now he wasn't able to close it out but he put himself in a position where he was winning with 10 seconds or less in both of those matches so like from a, a strategy standpoint um I, I just find it hard to even question him slightly.
0: Yeah, totally. And, and uh, I mean, that's a good point about the Sitikov matches. Everybody likes to point to those as like him not getting it done. And um, I, I wonder how people will talk about this match um, when you know, a year from now, whatever, when they when they think about it, it's in people's memories. How do you think this impacts the way that people think about Jordan and, and his not not maybe I don't know, maybe his legacy, but maybe just how he stacks up with a guy like David Taylor?
1: I don't think it affects it at all. And honestly, I'd watch him I'd watch him again. I wonder what happens without that one little slip. I mean, you know, can't David Taylor finish either one of those leg attacks or two points next time because he was in he was in really deep. and really, um i I guess I was impressed by David Taylor's um just basic head hands defense. Jordan didn't really get in on him at all until the very very end with the pushouts. Um, there was really no real clean attacks from Jordan, so I was really impressed with that. So I, I would, I would love to watch them again. Obviously, we know that's not going to happen for the trials, and we know it's not going to happen for the Olympics. But who knows? Maybe post Olympics, or you know, you never know, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, mean, I would love to see it again too. And the thing that I thought we would see more, I thought we would see a higher volume of attack from David, which would allow for more reattacks from Jordan, and we would see more, more flurries, more scrambles, and it. I, I kind of makes me wonder if that I mean we knew I don't know you you guys talked about it yesterday you suspected maybe lower lower rate of attacks early because mm-hmm. these guys were going to be more calculated but um I yeah I was surprised at just how how committed David was to that plan if they wrestle again I yeah I wonder if if Jordan tries to attack sooner if he tries yeah. to open things up um that s- seems like maybe a strategy to I don't know to create the scrambles that he's going to need to to capitalize on a re-attack I don't know how he does yeah I mean
1: that would be one of the things uh like when I was wrestling Jordan I well I knew I knew I had very few good options because I was I was at the point in my life where I was at but one of the things I knew is like dude if I shoot if I shoot on him I'm getting reattacked so that's out of the question like I will get reattacked he you know um, among the things he does well that's probably the best one and so you know David was very picky and choosy with his attacks you usually see david with a higher attack rate but that was definitely um the way for him to go
0: and i i think that's why jordan had to commit to that snap which is you know he ends up slipping but he was putting like everything into that like that he was just he needed some ability to create create like uh you know motion from david so he could get an opening but you know even that didn't work and and I think the size had a, a factor with that, not just the weight, but David's height and just the I don't know his size made a, a big impact there. I think.
1: Yeah, um, I, I agree because Jordan couldn't open him up at all. David kept great position. It was, uh, yeah, really, really good.
0: If you're if you're Kyle Dake watching the match, you think uh, you think you take anything away <laughs> from this? What do you think Dake's thinking?
1: Oh, what is Dake? Well, that's an interesting question. What what Kyle Dake is thinking? hmm no i i don't think there's anything that maybe you didn't understand coming to this match there was no gigantic revelations um yeah no
0: i don't think so i don't know if you take much away i don't think yeah i don't think so do you think the field at 86 takes anything away do you think anybody i mean i i just i think for the longest time it was like david taylor's gonna be on the olympic team the favorites win the olympics and then he has a close match with Gabe Dean. He has another close match with Jordan. Do you think guys at 86 are are feeling more optimistic about their chances, or no takeaways from that one?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I was actually thinking the I, I was thinking the opposite last night, David. I was thinking could Jordan Bros realistically take David Taylor out of the picture? Could he win a world title at 86? Because obviously I was the guy who said, well, he's wrestling the heat and 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 David to see if he can bump up and win the world title there um because making weight is difficult for him um so when you watch him against Jordan don't you or sorry when you watch Jordan against David don't you kind of think Jordan could win the world title at 86. yes a little bit
0: I do I mean 86 I I don't know why because like 86 feels like a, a weight where there should be like plenty of human beings that are that size and it's super tough but like so many of the best a number of the best guys in the world are were previously 74 kilo guys that went up. I mean, think about Yazdani, yeah. David, um, you know, who else? Like uh the the guy from Belarus that that uh always tried to fight Jordan Burroughs. Um, all these guys like they they're growing up. So I think it's it wouldn't be it would not be out of the realm of possibility to see Jordan bump up and and win a world title. In fact, I I don't know. It might be you know, if he's the American at the weight, Yazdani's going to be super tough, but I would I would take Jordan against guys like Kerugliev, or you know, whoever Russia sends, I, I think he I could think definitely win a world title. Yeah, I think so. I think so.
1: So, um, and as far as a six, I I don't I I don't think there's anyone domestically a six that can mimic what Jordan does as well as Jordan did it. So uh, I I don't think this makes me as I don't think this makes me as worried for David as the as the Gabe Deed match did. The Gabe Deed match really was like, oh crap wow I did not see this one coming um so yeah I mean I don't think we're gonna see David again but I I think he is the favorite but I would say if they were betting lines he probably would have been like um a minus 1000 to win or something previously and that's probably came down to uh you know minus 500 minus 400 he has looked he's uh, you know he's wrestled two really good guys but he's looked human where for a little stretch there it was just like holy crap can can nobody touch him
0: yeah 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 that makes sense to me i uh, yeah i think that, that creates at least some intrigue. And I know you guys talked about it a few weeks ago that, like, 86 used to be this foregone conclusion. Now it's a, it's a lot more interesting to at least see who yeah. comes through and then, and then if that person can push David. Um, so do you think anything changed about this match based on the fact that it, of it being pushed back a few days? I, there were a few details that that changed a little bit. Obviously, the location was one. The date of when they competed was, was another. Um, do you think that had any, like, material impact on the match?
1: Um, I would say no, I don't think so. I yeah. may maybe something slight, but yeah, I doubt it, no.
0: The one big change that I kind of wondered about is the original plan was obviously they wrestle Saturday night and show starts at seven and they were gonna weigh in at seven and then wrestle the last match of the card. So they would have been match 11, um, having weighed in like at start of the show. Last night, they weighed in at five. And then six match card. So I I think there was about an hour more recovery time for David last night than there would have been on Wait, Saturday. Why would they have waited at seven and the show started at seven? That was the plan. That was what they agreed on. Really? Um, yeah. I never heard that. That
1: yeah, that seems wow. Huh,
0: yeah, yeah. Our production team was pumped. Like that was going to be the original like intro to the whole broadcast. Was here's the way really? in live. Yeah, here's the way in live. Jordan and David step on the scale and then and face off and then and then go into match number one. So that I mean, wow. that that's one change that that um I don't know. I I don't know that it had much of an impact. I don't think I don't think David has trouble being d- disciplined, making weight and recovering quickly. But it could I don't know. It could have it could have had an impact. That was one thing I, I wondered about. Um, the other thing that that's just an l- interesting little uh, I don't know if it's a mind game or, or what, but. Jordan was supposed to be red. David was supposed to be blue. And then all of a sudden, David only has a red singlet. Um, So (laughs) so they switch and these guys are, and then then Burroughs comes out in the Olympic, the Olympic singlet that he won the gold in. And I, uh, I don't know. I wondered if there were any head games going on with those guys in in terms of David switching colors. And then Jordan like saying, all right, fine. I'll I'll go Olympic gold on you then. Uh, But I don't know. Interesting to to kind of see that little detail.
1: Yeah, that is, I did not know that was funny. Um, Hey, so uh, Jaden Cox, Nate Jackson, Nate Jackson, the most active man in America, uh, well, actually the most active man in the entire world, um, Nate looked pretty good against Jaden. And honestly, um, you know, I would kind of like to see Nate up, maybe try 92 or 97. Cause one of the things sometimes that I think doesn't translate, everyone always thinks moving up is worse, but I I don't think that to always be the case. I think when speed is an asset as long as you're not a noodle and you're not really weak uh it can really benefit you to move up in weight classes because um those guys are just slower the the higher you move the slower the slower it gets there's just there's no doubt about that whatsoever so maybe nate jackson could use uh a little bit of the speed to his advantage if he were to move up to a 90. so i think 92 would be ideal because you're gonna have jaden and kyle at 97 so yeah that's probably you don't have to beat both those guys to make a team or anything, but
0: ninety-two might be a good spot for him. That's the plan. That's that's what I've heard is that he oh, is really yeah. He's planning on going ninety-two after this year, and I agree. I mean, he he's and not just like him being fast, but like his his frame is perfect for ninety-two. He's got
1: he got a frame yes. to
0: build on. You know, he looks he looks plenty big enough to. i mean, he wrestled two hundred and fifteen. The last two matches he weighed he in at.
1: He weighed in what two hundred nine, two hundred ten.
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. 100. So I think I think yeah. ninety two would be interesting. Do you after this Olympic year, do we ever see Snyder or Cox try to go back down to ninety two?
1: Well, I've been on, I've been on record saying I think it's a dereliction of duty if if the American team does not get them both on, on the roster. Yeah, right at some weight um, or attempt to whether they have to put new protocols in place. I mean, I think the same thing about seventy four if those guys both get stubborn and say I'm I'm no I'm staying at 74 like that's not good for team USA you cannot have two world champions at the same weight and one of them sitting on the bench in multiple cases that's a that's a dereliction of duty and you would need to as the team leader or as the coach or president whatever you want to whichever whoever you want to put that responsibility on if you cannot create a situation where you're giving your roster the best chance to have the most success then you're just not doing a good job
0: yeah i agree and i mean it's interesting people get mad i'm gonna
1: get get hated on for saying that but
0: no uh, i mean that's i think that's what they were able to do in in uh 17 what and that's i think what allowed the us to win the world title is i mean they got guys to different weight classes and and it's it's not a small thing to do that right i mean you think about Mm -hmm. um Back to the like dake Chimizo trash talk like dake he knows that that Chimizo and like other these other guys around the world like they don't they don't value the non-olympic world title the same way that they do so like, these guys have to kind of take some a little bit of like personal sacrifice and maybe hit to their pride by going the non-olympic weight but i think they got it done in 17 and i would i would hope they could do it again in 29 or 2021 you know whatever moving forward um but yeah that we need those guys we definitely do uh but well, yeah Nate Nate's going to go I think 92 that'll be that'll be great do you think we ever see that Jaden Cox David Taylor match Jaden's been talking about it uh, I, well, I want to don't you want to I want to so bad I mean the, the make let's make it happen the the not only the match wrestling wise but just there's so much backstory and drama there um and oh yeah oh yeah Jaden wants it when do you think the most like the quickest time is we do can see so
1: that I can do it till I I I don't think you do it till after the Olympics um well you know you know what I, let me see I take that back because Jaden is not overly big for 97. um I want to say he might have even been a couple pounds underweight uh for his weigh-in was he last week or am he, I wrong on that
0: he was yeah I think he was uh you know I don't know a kilo under something like that maybe half a yeah kid,
1: yeah Couple pounds under, so maybe we could because you know I know I've heard David floats around 100 pounds or to 200 pounds for his 189 weight class. If Jaden's really only weighing in at 210, 211, you know why couldn't they meet at 205 or something
0: to that effect? um Yeah, I think we should see it. I think so too. I uh, man, we need that match so bad. um We need it so bad. We need it so bad. We don't have enough uh, enough matches like that, and we, and that's the one that like that's the one that has to happen. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I would be interested in, uh, in, in seeing Nate Jackson against David. I, uh, you know, be, that'd be another fun one to, to see. What'd you think about gross and McKenna, man, McKenna, you, you, I think you called it yesterday. McKenna just, um, had the oh, horsepower.
1: Well, that was what we, we saw in the Sean too. And like, you know, what when I, when I, looked at the picture of Seth and McKenna, they kind of looked the same size. Right. Yeah. And that was the same exact thing we said about Nashawn, but, they're they're not they look the same size it it is an illusion for sure because you know Seth has has and will make 57 within the near future if he's making that he's not a good size 65 it's it's impossible um again has made what he made 59 or something relatively recently so he he, you know although he kind of looks good he's not a big 65. Joey's a solid 65. yeah he's and he's powerful um and you saw the difference right there between Joey McKenna power and Zane Richards for example we just got to watch Seth Gross two times and we saw there's a very clear difference between the amount of power that a 65 kilogram could bring to the table and a 57 it's just it's it's so much different
0: the other thing that that McKenna did really well is when he attacked gross he he attacked from that elbow you know he kind of hit that that dump position and Gross is like, he's like automatic with attacking wrists whenever guys get on a shot. McKenna just like tied up one of his hands. It's like, it made it impossible for Gross to get to the the way that he normally defends those shots. And it just like took away a major weapon, add the horsepower. And like, it was, it was not close. Um,
1: But then you you even think of uh, last month um, when Seth wrestled Gilman, who by all accounts is an ultra powerful uh, 57 kilogram guy. And there just wasn't the power. You know, it was just so much different watching Joe McKenna Russell Seth Gross and watching um, Thomas Gilman do it. It was just two totally, to me, it was two totally different things. Bumping up those weight classes is really hard. And that's why, you know, I I love that they added in 61 for non-Olympic years because there is such a gigantic gap between 65 and 57. It's a huge gap. It's vast.
0: Yeah, and I totally agree and man, some of our most exciting guys, I don't know why, but end up in that bra- that 61 weight class and like it's, it's crazy, right? Um I mean, yeah, I think you guys that don't compete anymore but like yeah, Brewer and and Nation and Gross and Cologne, I mean, it's like the it's the weight class where you're going to see 30 points yeah. on the board. Um I agree. Well,
1: it meets up with that it meets up with our 133 bracket so well, you know, in collegiate wrestling and collegiate wrestling obviously the 133's been very good for a very, very long time. And so the the best weight class for those guys and those guys eventually try to find other classes because 61 is not an Olympic, but if they could wrestle somewhere, it
0: would a hundred percent be 61. Yeah. Thinking about McKenna, I, I think it's really, you know, advantageous for him that he's wrestled at scratch 65 and nobody else has. Like no, I don't think any yeah, other sixty-fives oh yeah. have, have been down to weight unless it's a simulation. And um I man, that's that's great. And when McKenna's at his best, he beats Yanni, right? He's he is really, really good. And I think a guy like Jordan Oliver stylistically gives him a ton of problems. We've seen that. But you don't know how the bracket's gonna shake out at the Olympic trials. And mm-hmm. any little advantage McKenna can get, if he, you know, gets gets the right path, you could see him, you could see him going in the on the finals you know, he, he could see him in the finals you could see him potentially making yeah. the team depending on who comes through so um yeah, you, good to
1: see you him. N- yeah i think you nailed it there i mean two things i think about. i i didn't even think about the fact that he was making scratch all uh, these times um that 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 is kind of a big deal that he he's doing that Um, uh, because like we talked talking about like, james green i mean james green hasn't been under 68 he's gonna make 67 this weekend um and a few of those other guys jordan oliver it's a big pull for um so yeah, I, I think that definitely matters when you're talking about because actually we know that the Olympic trials will be a two-day weigh-in process, which is to me, that's like that's like extra hard. When I was making 74, I wasn't making it the next day. There was no 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 way in hell that was gonna happen. So um for those guys who are way more I don't say right-sized, what's what's the word there? Correctly yeah, sized, yeah, edible yeah, yeah. sized, it's much better for them than the guy the guys who are pulling a lot of weight, they're gonna have to make weight the next day dude that's hard it's really tough
0: three really good high school matches um i did not expect the to be so dominant i i, I favored him You yeah, know, i thought he would win but i thought williams had some tricks for him and Chitum was just too much
1: dude he killed him huh
0: yeah and it like, like it was uncompetitive
1: that throw was like something you would see like <laughs> say on a on a disney channel movie where you're like well that doesn't really happen. that that looks nice and stuff but it doesn't really happen in real matches i mean that's who bombed him geez louise
0: he did and like the i i I, yeah i loved seeing that um and jordan williams is i mean he is really really good that chitom is like separating himself and the kid's just a sophomore um man how how good i know he's he's old for for sophomore but like how good is this kid gonna get he he is massive recruit man Everybody's got to have their eyes on that kid, and uh,
1: yeah, I, hey, so uh, who did Jordan Williams wrestle who's number one? i'm I'm blanking right now.
0: He wrestled Jesse Mendez
1: it was at one thirty eight and he lost it was he lost him in the third period, correct? yeah, yep, and then and then he, now he's gotten big he, i mean he, he did not look small compared to Chitmi they looked like the same size person. Um, so I guess he is now up a weight class. He's growing or whatever cause didn't Jordan Jordan used to be really small like a one oh six or something
0: yeah, he won. He won super 32 last year and I can't, I think last year it might have been might have been 120, 126, okay. but but it was it was it was smaller for sure um, he yeah, he's funny man, he emailed me just like, hey, I'm going up to 45 so I moved him up there in the rankings and he wrestled at 45 and then and then he they were going Collinsville was going to duel Stillwater and he's like, oh, I think I want to wrestle Carter Young so he cuts back down to 38 just to wrestle uh, you know just to get a, a national level match awesome. and then. Went right back up so i don't think he's like too big for 38 i just think he he wants to grow wants to wrestle up there it might be better for the team but uh well yeah, that kid's that kid's a savage
1: yeah i don't want to get on my soapbox or nothing but i strongly advise all of our high school to not cut weight for high school season I was, there's just something different about having to make weight well th- this year's obviously different but traditionally you're making weight 20 times over the course of three months or 16 times 17 times versus uh right making it four times in the offseason maybe you cut weight four times you cut weight for uww's and fargo and super 32 or something to that effect like making those weight cuts but but holding your weight down uh for an entire season dude that's tough
0: yeah and i i totally agree and um man i remember there were a couple seasons for me high school and in college where I, i was spending so much time focus on weight cutting that I really wasn't focusing on, on wrestling and I did not develop. And I, we just had Christian Numa on the, on the beta show the other day. And obviously he's at Cal poly and it's a program where they have a lot of guys who are, who really need to develop and are developing. And he talked about that. You said like, he's like, we don't have time to, to focus on weight cutting. Like we just, that's a waste of time for our guys who are developing and every high school kid should be focused on developing and, and weight cutting, it just takes a lot of hours too. I mean, it takes a lot of your, sure. your focus and your, your your time and you just don't have time to to worry about that when what you really should be worrying about is getting better.
1: That would be, that's, that's actually my argument against it uh, is if you're in the high school season and you want to cut weight, then if you make weight, let's say 18 times, I, I think it's, I think it might be 20, right? But 18 times. And let's say if you're feeling bad the one day before the weigh-in, that's 18 practices you miss over the course of four years that's 72 practices where your only focus is weight cutting but for most kids if they're actually cutting weight it's way more than one day it's more like two days yeah so now we're gonna take 144 practices that you're missing and having a bad practice like 144
0: practices do you realize how many that is that's such an insane amount yeah that's such a yeah it's such a waste of time um so yeah i love that that jordan williams is uh he's you know he's not focused on that stuff and The other two high school matches I thought thought were really good, really competitive. Um, Man, I didn't even know who Audrey Jimenez was. Apparently, Roman Bravo Young, um, you know, recommended her. And she looked really good against Sage Mortimer. Um, Audrey Jimenez, just a freshman in high school. So great, great performance there. And then obviously the Knox-DeVino match was great. Knox, just an eighth grader, beat DeVino in a really fun back and forth match. The high school kids are, they, they know how to open these cards up
1: yeah i i agree it's nice having someone on there and seeing that that next generation uh, uh of people maybe uh you know if this continues to happen which i'm assuming that it will um obviously once high school season is over um you you guys could have uh you know a match or two of high school kids every single card like as as the opener you know and it gives them um some good recognition and some good buildup. And maybe you guys will actually be able to build some matches that wouldn't normally be able to happen um, because of the weight clip. Maybe one guy's at 132, one guy's at the 138, and you have a meet at 135 or something to that effect.
0: Yeah, I would love it. If there, yeah, there are a bunch of matches like that that I would – Love to put together we talk about that a lot of times when we're you know when we're putting these events together I, I think we'll i think we will look for more opportunities to do that and and i mean the the athletes want to do it you know they they their coaches want to see it and uh i don't know it's it's great i think it's a great spotlight i think we'll do that more and more um absolutely okay that was awesome any other thoughts about last night before we move on
1: no i thought it lived up to the billing i thought it was a really really good match like i said i i would watch again if they wrestled again i would love to watch again um i don't think i came away with a really clear understanding of who was that much better it was super competitive uh david got his hand raised did a great job um i think they're both the favorite although david's the more clear favorite to do um to do his thing at the Olympic trials, obviously Burroughs has to go through Dake, who's going to be really good. Um, no, just, uh, overall really, really good
0: stuff. Yeah, totally agree. And we've got, you know, unfortunately not every, new, not all news is good news. Right. And, uh, man, coronavirus, uh, you know, strikes again and in the worst way, right? Penn state was, was gonna wrestle Rutgers this weekend. We thought we might see Bass and Nick Lee, but penn state puts out a statement they're pausing all wrestling activities and and they're not going to have that duel this weekend and and it's it's more so than not. just it's more than just no duel i mean pausing wrestling activities means like now you're not practicing now you're back to i don't know trying to get a workout in your garage or whatever um man it's this is horrible what are coaches going to do to prevent this so
1: I, let me ask you this because it doesn't say and in in, i read the press release and it says the um tier one uh personnel what does that mean specifically the tier one personnel
0: that's a good question and i I think i might have seen something about that i'll kind of take i'll take a look here i feel like i did see something about tier one but i don't know it uh off the top of my head hmm tier one uh, it says it says tier one individuals um wait 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 Tier 1 is the highest exposure tier and consists of student-athletes, coaches, athletic trainers, and physical therapists, medical staff, equipment staff, and who officials. Else is there? Tier 2 includes certain team staff and certain operational staffs who may come into close contact with Tier 1 individuals, but can mm-hmm. reasonably maintain physical distance and use masks slash face coverings tier three is the lowest exposure tier and includes media and broadcast workers and certain operational staff such as housekeeping catering sanitation and transportation got it got it okay so a bunch of guys on the team got corona that sucks um
1: you know what this (laughs) i'm gonna probably get yelled at again what (laughs) this is good for is that now that these guys got it they will have to not be tested again the entire season which includes the NCAA tournament so they'll be cleared through that uh I know of multiple teams. Obviously, I've uh kids wrestling a lot of places. So I, I get to hear a lot of different things. Um, you know, there's some teams who've had very many positive cases this fall, which although that was a pain in the butt, now they're in a I don't want to say a great spot, but a relatively good position because there's a bunch of those guys who don't even have to get tested, which means if they don't get tested, no one else can get quarantined because yeah. of that person. You know what I'm saying? Like Because that could be, you know, that that one person testing positive doesn't necessarily just affect that one person. It can affect, depending on who they're around, five, six, seven, eight other people. Um, And then, right, there's all these asymptomatic people. So if one of those six has it but was not going to get tested because they were around, you know, they were around this person because they can't get tested, then it can't pass on. So, and there's other teams who've had almost no cases, which I think, you know unfortunately they're going to be in a tough spot because stuff like this is going to be relatively likely to happen
0: you know maybe i mean hey maybe kale's master plan was was your master plan and just you know have a big corona party and um we, we, we don't get us yelled at. We're gonna make people mad now. You know, <laughs> I, yeah, he probably didn't. He probably didn't. I remember Dan Vallemont, uh was telling us that that uh, when when Kale came in, he had this like Friday night study hall. That, I think they call it like Friday night lights or something. And if guys got caught, you know, going out partying or whatever, then they will go to this Friday night study hall. It was like mandatory, and you had to stay there till the bars closed. And I wonder if they just did one of those. Really? Are you are you kidding me? No, is that real? What, yeah, that's what that's Vallemont a real story. Did. Yeah, he told it on air. He's yeah. Um, he was telling us that that first year that uh, when when he got there, he was like 2 a.m. That's, I know. And, Imagine being oh the coach. Imagine being the coach that has oh to oversee that. That would be no fun. Oh my
1: goodness. That would be no fun at all.
0: But wow. maybe they, maybe they did, you know, who knows? Maybe they did a friend. Could there night at least
1: like, be girls there to help study? I, I doubt it. I don't think so. Come on. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think it was not. Uh, Kale, That's you've been a fun hater, you. I thought, <laughs> listen, I heard them say this is this is false advertisement break because I heard Kale Sayerson say on ESPN that Penn State's all about fun. And <laughs> if you cannot have any girls at the study hall, that is not nearly as fun as it could be. So, you know, he needs to he needs to take that back.
0: Well, you know, i mean, different kind of fun. <laughs> different kind of fun, I think. But one one good thing coming out, you know, one really good thing coming out of Penn State this week, they had media day and um Big takeaway is, Kale said it's going to be all hands on deck, and and there were questions oh. about different guys. Some people had said like, you know, Nick Lee wasn't enrolled, and and we didn't even have a, a roster from Penn State until like late last week or early this week, and now we do. We have that that roster out online, and it sounds like it's it's going to be it's going to be go time. All the guys, so um, go time, baby. So that's good news. The other good news. Is Brady berge is back and healthy and ready to compete. Cale said that he's he's gonna be good to go. And so um that answers some some questions about their lineup. So I'm curious if we want to take a stab at this lineup. I think we have a pretty good idea now, now that we know everybody's well, going. Um and, and let's do you know. this.
1: You know what we haven't done? You know what we haven't done here? We haven't done let's be and you because we don't have a long show today. Let's do a, a quick virtual whiteboard war. Ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. Howard Lee.
0: I mean, that's, that's Spencer, right? And it's, it's probably five points.
1: I'm going to say five points.
0: That's what I think too. Uh, All right. So it's Iowa five, zero five. All right. Then RBY
1: I think you got to go decision given last year, you got to go decision for RBY, um, obviously that there's a chance that flips, but after last year, um, uh, and we saw RBY a couple of times. He's looked very good since then. I don't really see a reason why that flips.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I think that's 5-3. Um, Nick Lee and Jaden Ironman oh, is, a good one. man, it's a clash of styles. These guys have hit before, right?
1: So I wanna say Nick Lee beat him up a little bit. At the US Open in December of 2019. I'm, I'm gonna pull it up real fast to so right. confirm that. Did, did, did you look it up already or?
0: Yeah, I pulled it up. Um, okay. Wait, 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 hold on. Jaden beat up Nick right no what what year in 2018 NCAAs
1: oh no I said really I don't
0: know rem- uh 12-4 major decision. oh yeah was it like
1: uh was it like in the Wrestlebacks or the front it, side
0: it was I'm, I'm on wrestle stats, so it doesn't say if it's front side or backside. but um 12-3 sure. major decision I think it was a Conti oh. semi.
1: Okay, hold on. I'm bringing up this U.S. Open, though. I'm trying to find it. Senior na- Senior Nationals, not U.S. Open. Dang it all, I can't find it. What the heck? Uh, give me, like, 10 seconds here.
0: Yeah. Keep going. So, I think, so, I mean, um, man, thinking about that that match, that is really interesting. It was a Conti semi. Um, Ironman went on to take fourth. He lost to McKenna for third, and then uh, Nick Lee was fifth. Nick Lee <laughs> lost to...
1: He lost it or i thought that was year wrestle dom demas was that not the same year i can't find flipping senior nationals
0: no it wasn't demas wasn't wasn't he didn't not lose it. to demas that
1: year that year okay hold on i got senior nationals up so it took me a little longer than i would have liked nickley yeah nickley won 10-6 over Jay Ironman.
0: okay so that, that-,
1: that could really go either way
0: that could, I mean, it it really could, and you know, you see a version of Nick Lee that is like, how does anybody ever beat this guy? And then, and then you see, you know, sometimes he he doesn't look that way. And Ironman creates like problems that are hard to replicate. Um, man, mm-hmm. Who do you pick there? I'm gonna go. I'm going go, go Ironman. Yeah, I think I am too. So so now it's eight three for Iowa, mm-hmm. and then 149. What, one thing that's interesting, one, there was a question, like, would Nick Lee go 41 or 49? Penn State has him listed just at 141. They have Bo Bartlett at 41 and 49. In the press conference, you know, Cale mentioned they have a lot of options. I looked at the roster. They have 10 guys listed at 149. So they, they have numbers what? there. They have ten guys and, and a bunch of them are slashes forty one forty nine or forty nine fifty seven. But they have they have ten Dude. guys that are they are listed at one forty nine. Um That's pretty absurd. Yeah. The names that Kale said in the press conference as as kind of guys who are kind of in the in the conversation were were Bartlett, Berclearant, um, Bearclaw. So you know, but I think hmm. probably Bartlett, right? You would lean that Bartlett gets the nod. Yeah.
1: Bartlett looked relatively good against uh, Bryce Meredith. Um, what was that, like December, November, whenever that happened? Um, I I don't know. I don't think I can pick him over Max Murin until we at least see Bartlett in a college folk style match. Um, I mean, Max Muir was really good last year. I, I just don't really think that there's any reason that we should pick the uh, Bartlett upset. But maybe, you know, I'm not in the room. Maybe he can beat him.
0: Man, I kind of feel like I, I want to pick the Bartlett upset there um i don't know you do, why you do, don't you come on I don't, pick it. I don't know why but but i do i mean i feel like i feel like that's gonna happen i feel like i feel like bartlett is gonna the, i don't know it, it, you're right we have to see it happen and it definitely doesn't help a guy like bartlett to to have events being canceled now because he needs matt time more than you know more than anybody else i mean think about mark hall true freshman loses that first match by the end of the year he's a national champ but he, he needed the mm-hmm. i think he needed to feel that that environment he needed to feel the pressure of a college match yes. um so yep. it definitely doesn't help but that that uh, f- for a guy like bartlett that he's missing that the team is missing events already but i i'm going to pick it i think i think i'll pick it Woo! and and so you have it 11-3 for iowa i have it 8-6 for iowa after You're the first like- four matches and then it's and, now and it's, and it's-
1: yeah. Well, so one of the things I think about there at 141 149 is that I picked Iowa in both. And I think if you know you did like a a betting parlay, the chances that they actually do win both are are not all that great because I think Ironman Nickley, I picked Ironman, but I think it's more like a coin flip of 50 50. And I think Max Murin is probably a small favorite, but I, I think there's a decent chance Penn State gets one of those matches. Um, although I would lean slightly towards Iowa in both.
0: 141. Could be bonus points for either guy too like i wouldn't yeah. I would not that's be surprised true. if Nick Lee gets into one of those matches where he's just like just catching and release and all of a sudden it's a major, and I also wouldn't be surprised if Ironman does something crazy and pins him so it, oh man that that's one that is like it's not only a swing match in terms of who wins but in terms of the the kind of a, a outcome i mean yeah, I mean you know. Ironman majored him already once. And then Nick Lee, when they wrestled yeah. at the at the US well, Open, I mean, it was, you know, the other way.
1: The notion that Ironman could catch him and pin him is not all that insane either. Because he's, I mean, if you'd say, like, best pinners in college wrestling right now, he's probably up there with the best of them.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, all right, Bergy Caleb Young. What do you think about this?
1: You got to go Caleb Young. I mean, I know they said, the, if... The regular Burgie is back or whatever, but I think he again, like I said, Bartlett, until Bergie proves that he's that guy, um, then you gotta you gotta consider that it's uh Caleb Young.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. This is another match, I mean, kinda I think similar to to 49, where you know Muren's probably the favorite, but not by a whole lot. Um, yeah. I, I would say this is very similar. The next one is not uh, similar. Marinelli, Joe Lee well that's, um, that's marinelli all day right is it are you yeah, saying major a
1: major 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 yeah major
0: you have an 18-3 well, to three right now
1: i i'm a freaking penn state hater i guess
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> say a decision i'm gonna say i'm an, an, iowa lover. <laughs> an iowa lover iowa ben as always um okay ben so so you've got an 18-3 it's so okay. far this this I, I did not I I don't know I expected it to be a lot closer than that so, but now now oh, the really fun one um, I I think I don't know maybe maybe this is I'm gonna go Siroki
1: St- upset 18-6. really yeah it's possible I can't remember who was I just talked to you that said really 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 good things about Carter Siroki it was it was obviously someone from Penn State it was someone last weekend but I don't recall who I was talking to
0: everybody I mean, no, what they talking everybody that talks about him is like i mean just says he's, he's ridiculous he, he's yeah he's coming um so that would that'd be 18 to 6. i think i got to pick Kemmer there though i yeah. i yeah i'm picking Kemmer. smart pick man camera Kem, beat mark hall in this duel last year yeah i, yeah, I know who the hell was i talking
1: to because david taylor obviously wasn't there last weekend I can't remember who I was talking to last weekend. That was just, they were raving about Carter. Um, okay. Anyway, let's keep. So, okay.
0: That I can't wait though. That match is going to be amazing. Uh, Aaron Brooks and who, who for the Hawkeyes we got
1: probably, oh, well, Nelson, I, someone said that Nelson brands was the only one on the, um, not on the roster, but on the, on the, um, the thing that they hand in that said, these are possibles this weekend. They didn't list an or
0: yeah. So, so it's Nelson Brands for now. Do you think Assad, uh, you know, get, get, gets a party boy out of him and, and gets back to being the varsity guy <laughs> he's or what? The he's, he's having too... too much fun.
1: Like say, he's chasing the girls. He's chasing the girls. Are we still allowed? Hey, hey, in 2021, are we, are we allowed to say, uh, that college boys chase girls? Or is that like uh, taboo now?
0: Hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's probably taboo, but I think we <laughs> can still say it really. I I don't know oh man somebody of course somebody would have a problem with it somebody's got to right really somebody Uh, I mean somebody in 2021
1: somebody has a problem you could say two plus two is four and someone could say uh your sex is against the threes or something
0: think about yeah think about all the things people have problems (laughs) with people will definitely have a problem with that with that phrase oh my gosh my wife my wife sent me this article have you
1: heard of this we're going way off track but let's let's do it anyways my wife sent me this article and she's like it was about have you heard that hard 75 challenge no it's like I don't know it's like it's like work out every day for an hour and be on something and drink a gallon of water like there's like five things that you have to do for 75 days straight okay right um I don't recall exactly what the five things are but this lady it read it genuinely read like an onion article because she was like I don't like this. This is really bad because what if people aren't ready to work out for 60 minutes or that workouts are not specified enough. So what if someone does something where they hurt themselves and the diet is not also specified enough? So what if they choose a diet that's not actually good for them? It was like it was it was like reading an Onion article like, holy crap, is this person really making these points in, in like in real life? But it was yeah, it was real life.
0: That's the first anti nutrition and exercise um, position that I've, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> man, that's crazy. Well, maybe uh, Assad does the hard 75, and next thing you know, he's back in the starting lineup. You never know. Um, yeah. yeah. But either way, I think I take Aaron Brooks.
1: Yeah, Aaron Brooks, for sure.
0: Aaron Brooks, Aaron Brooks by decision? Yes. Okay. Eighteen to nine is is what you have it. Uh, I have it seventeen to nine, and we got Beard and, and uh, Jacob Warner. Warner,
1: that's the the real the real ladies man. Jacob Warner wins.
0: Yeah, the real ladies man. He's he's just got an extra weight class to play with, and Assad doesn't. That's the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So twenty one nine. This is not as competitive as I had imagined not it competitive. would be.
1: I'm trying to look at, like, I could see, I mean, Nick Lee, Ironman's a, could be a flip. And I could see Bartlett being a flip, potentially. Um, but I, I I, don't really see Brady Berger getting an upset. I don't really see Joe Lee getting an upset. Obviously, Robbie Howard, to me, that one's out. Yeah, Michael Beard, there's nothing that I've seen there that leads me to believe he can win. Um I could see the stroke. I picked Staroki. I could see, obviously, there's a very good likelihood that goes the other way. Yeah, Penn has got a hard time winning this duel. I'm going Kirkville, which is also at this point an upset, um, and they're still going to lose on my scoreboard, 21 to 12.
0: Yeah, I'm going Kirkley too, and I they're gonna yeah they're gonna lose 20 to 12 for me. But you know you think about it, and I think matches that are that are like pretty reasonable toss ups would be 285 could go either way, pretty clearly, right? 197. Yep. Mm-hmm. 197 you know you favor Warner. I don't but
1: know I think it's close really?
0: well I don't know maybe not I,
1: I have a hard time with that yeah I haven't seen Michael Beard do anything that would put him in the Jacob Warner category and and Warner to me is not he you know I think Warner's gonna struggle with someone like a Ferrari or even like a Rocky Elam um Michael Beard what huge wins does he have? I mean, I haven't seen him yeah. beat anyone that's really, really high level. So, um, yeah, I'm struggling seeing that
0: one. Okay, so, so if that one's not, you know, yeah, you're probably right. That's probably not a toss up. I know, I know Brooks Assad. If that's the match we see, has has uh, you know Assad has won that in the past, but I I don't I don't really feel like that's a toss up. I feel like mm-hmm. it's I feel like it's Brooks. Um, but definitely, 174 is a toss up. I know you said you don't think, you don't think 57 is a toss up. I think it could be depending on, depending on Caleb Young's weight and how that, how that shakes out. I mean, by the end of the year last year, think about Caleb Young. I mean, think about the way that, that the weight was impacting him by the end. Um, It could be a toss up, but, but probably not 49, 41 and 33
1: though, I I think 49 that's possible.
0: So 33 and 41, I think for sure uh, could go either way. So. Depending on how you look at it, there are about, you know, roughly, you know, five matches in this thing that could realistically go either way. And then of the other five, Iowa's favored uh, 25, 57, 65, 97. So there there are four matches where it's like it's a pretty good shot they're going to win. So Penn State's going to have to be. Guns blazing, not just to beat them here. It. They're going to have to, uh, to beat them mm-hmm. here. And then, and then obviously at NCAAs, they will too. But like, there is a path to, to victory for them. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if, for sure. It feels a lot like last year. The, the thing that's crazy to me, when's the last time Penn State rolled out a lineup with zero NCAA champs and only two guys who have been on the podium? Ooh
1: yeah that's a good question never there's never been,
0: it's been a very very I mean it's been a decade probably yeah it's been a very I, long time that is that is crazy to me and obviously they could have had NCAA champs and and all Americans last year we didn't get to see it I know they have like NWCA all Americans whatever. But I mean guys who have stepped on the podium only two of them mm-hmm. only RBY and Nick Lee yeah. and and so on the one I hand, guess, that, would you would you would you count Aaron Brooks here or no? I, I mean, he, yeah, you could you could say that he's an All American. I think even if you count him, though, um, that's he's the only one you could even consider.
1: Yeah, yeah, was, uh, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I, I didn't think about it like that because there's obviously you know a lot of high end potential here. You think that Kirk Levet's going to be really good. You think Stroki's going to be really good. You think about Bob Bartlett, Robbie Howard. We haven't really seen so I don't know um yeah I'm interested to see how it shakes out I, I wish we could watch them this weekend we can't we gotta wait at least one more week unfortunately
0: yeah I I really I'm really excited to, to see that and uh oh man it's gonna be like last year where like Iowa should win and then Penn State everyone's gonna kind of have to ask that question every week like what's what's changed in that team race um uh, so I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that you guys did a, you know, you broke down the matches that are coming up, the college schedule this weekend. Uh, is there anything else college-wise that, that you're looking forward to that you guys didn't get to?
1: No, I, I'm really excited. So, um, well, obviously, Big Ten schedule ramps up a little bit this weekend. So Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, that that's a try. That's going to happen. Oklahoma State's doing these quads. So Oklahoma State's got, who they got? The Little Rock and SIUE. Um, that would be a good one. And then I, I brought up the Missouri. It's Missouri, Arizona State, Northern Iowa, and Iowa State. That's going to be a really good quad. So I I think we should see some really good matches this weekend. Um, unfortunately, Penn State Rutgers is not going to happen. That that really is uh, – that's really unfortunate. The other one, um, is ACC, you have Virginia Tech and North Carolina, NC State, Virginia. Both uh, pretty solid matches.
0: Yeah. There'll be yeah, those will be fun. And you brought up Ohio State. You guys were talking about it yesterday. The the rumor about Carson Karchla is confirmed. He's he's out oh, um man. Done for the year, That's which sad. is like man, it's such a bummer. They're good. I mean, they still have Ethan Smith, but but Karchla there was yeah, this- So
1: can Ethan Smith really still make 65? I I didn't Is he down there?
0: That's the plan. That's what there was we had like uh our Andy Vance our our um Ohio State beat writer Put out like a, a lineup look and kind of broke down their their stuff and it sounds like he's he's planning to go 65 again got it okay that makes sense so they'll still be really good at that weight but but man such a bummer no carson karchla mm-hmm. um yeah, that, that is a bummer. henry de starts the women's matches are tomorrow uh off all, all men's freestyle saturday greco on sunday and Oh, I cannot, I'm so glad we got this event. I can't wait for it. It's um awesome. yeah. so, You guys have talked about a lot of the matches that are coming up. Uh, there's some, some starting to be some good stuff on the side about that event. There are some rematches that we could see that are like dream rematches. Um, Soriano Vito, that came down to... That
1: would be awesome.
0: That match was awesome it. the first time. Yeah, I wanna see it again too. Soriano last time was, was up 2-0. Um, with I don't know how much time left, but it was late in the match that Vito was able to get to that takedown. So it's like those guys are right there. Um, Snyder Sharifov, mm-hmm. how do you think – I heard you say yesterday that sh- that you think you picked Snyder over Sharifov. Snyder just like couldn't – he couldn't get to him last time. He couldn't he, – he would get to that shot and couldn't finish. Um, what, what adjustments do you think Snyder makes there?
1: Uh, well, ho- ho- I mean, he's been at Penn state, so hopefully that's going to make some difference on his finishing. I think, you know, what, one of the things that I would say when people say, what's, what's the Penn state difference, it's that. They are just so comfortable wrestling in so many positions, right? They, they just get to legs and they, they find their way in. it might not always be pretty, but they find their way through those scrambles. And they find the way to score. So hopefully a little bit of that's rubbed off on Kyle Snyder.
0: Yeah, I, I think it definitely could. And like Sharifov, he has to get old at some point. I mean. <laughs> At some point, Father Time is undefeated
1: against everybody.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that, but yeah, I really, I really want to see that one again. Yanni really we could see that rematch. It, yep. What is it about? I mean, really wrestled Ironman, whatever, a few weeks later, and Ironman owned him. Is there something? I, I, I can't help but think that like there's something about the way that that style matches up that mm. makes that really competitive. Oh, yeah. Like they're both so so similar in terms of their scrambling ability um you, you think do you well, think that, what last that match wasn't was it or what
1: was it those outside doubles that won the match for Ironman? correct yeah right that was i i feel like that was the difference i'm i'm blanking if there's other things but i feel like he scored on two outside doubles which um that that was the difference in that one and so who knows maybe we'll see Yanni adapt that because I'm Yanni is very adaptable So maybe he could probably throw that into his uh, into his mix real quick.
0: It was kind of his strategy with Ash I mean, he he, you know, it didn't end up being the the like Scramble match that you often expect with Yanni. He was he was finishing clean attacks. So it definitely could be um, That could be one of his strategies. We'll see uh, but I really want to see that match again Um Gilman and Andreu, those guys always have like fist fights, and and the matches are always really good. I hope we see that one again. Um, we could also see Snyder Salas. You remember when they and they met a couple times, and Snyder like you know he widened well, the Salas gap. Salas got
1: but- that huge lead on him, right at the. Um, I remember it was awesome because I that was Chismiso and Burroughs too, correct? Yeah, Beat the Streets. Yeah, so but- I I flipped on the Beat the Streets. Um, uh, at a wrestling academy, but the deal was like I, we we were only going to watch a couple matches. I can't remember why exactly practice time or whatever. But we had a whole bunch of kids there, and I flipped it on. And I think Kyle was losing like eight to three. <laughs> like, what in the <laughs> hell
0: is yeah? What the hell's going on here?
1: And uh sure enough, you know, he marched back, and the kids were going nuts as he he came back and eventually won that match.
0: Dude, Salas is fun to watch, and when he's when he's locked in, he's like he could present he's got to get
1: old sometime though too
0: yeah it, it, he has been around forever
1: forever I mean he was he was around when I was running oh wait was when he, when he was coming out so was I mean, he really minimum yes I remember him he he always had this really mean look on his face and for some reason he he always mean mugged me and I thought maybe he'd think thought I was the next weight class up which I was I was not you know um yeah that, that was oh wait he was wrestling at 80 was 84 at that time 84.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, Mm -hmm. I, you remember his, his, uh, he, he was like the world final with, with Sajulayev when Sajulayev kind of came on the scene, he slapped him open, just open hand smacked Mm -hmm. him. Wow. That's so funny. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to see him. Um, we could see him Snyder. That'd be, that'd be cool. And then, I mean, we could see Yanni James green again. We could see Yanni James green part three. Um, do you, do you think Yanni, it just has James's number or, or is that, is that a match you can see James winning?
1: uh i i well now we want to see james at another kilogram lighter than we've seen him um man i i know i i just we saw how tired he was on um saturday night i, I think that that weight class is really tough for him to make
0: yeah it'll be tough i man i just i want so bad for james green to make the weight and like look the same that he does at 70 and um
1: but he doesn't he's great at 70 and then you go below that and it's really hard for him I mean for at least for at least for his sake, he has seventy and he's great there. I mean he's one of the mm-hmm. best in the world at seventy kilograms he's gonna have that three or four years. Um so that, that at least that's a positive for him.
0: The other rematch I'm really interested in is Gwizdowski Petriashvili. Uh I, I think the last time these guys met, it was it was a few years ago. I think it was I think it was twenty seventeen, so like either right before or right after Gwiz made his first world team, and uh, it was a one-point match. Gwiz was right there. It was also before or, like, right in the middle of Petriashvili going on his run of three straight world titles. So he, I think these guys have both gotten better. Um, if, if Gwizdowski can beat Petriashvili, all the, all the talk about, you know, Gable Steveson and Mason Paris, I think it's elevated in a way that now, you know, Gwiz is still one of the best in the world, and and these other guys are right there too. I I really wonder how that goes. Super hard to pick against Petrius Vili. he's a freak. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm very interested in that match as, as well.
1: Yeah, I I think it's hard to pick against Petrius Vili, especially when we've seen Nick just lose to um, Paris and and Gable. I I have a hard time making that pick.
0: Yeah, it's going to be some awesome matches though. Super excited for it. Brackets for the women's. Tournament should come out today, and then men's brackets will be out tomorrow, um, wrestling on Saturday. So that'll be great. Uh, All right, you want to do some questions? Man, I looked through them. These people slacked today. I did not see any.
1: I mean, we kind of talked about uh, the first three were all about the Taylor Cox and then Nate Jackson. We kind of talked about all of those. Um, Really, so the uh, last one would be what guys betting-wise give up give jb plus money assuming he was the underdog and i think the only other one is sidikov i think that's the only probably other one he's the underdog and i think it's like it's like a pick em. it's not even like he's minus 150 or sorry plus 150 or anything he's like plus 110 or something like that
0: yeah yeah i think that's i think that's probably true do you think other 86 kilo any other 86 kilo guys would be like what about a guy like gabe dean
1: Oh well, if we move, I mean, obviously you say well, Jaden Cox. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. If we go, yeah. I don't think I would say. I don't think I would make anyone else the favorite. Um, uh, it would be a lot closer, competitive yeah. at 86 guys, but I don't think I would make anyone else the favorite, especially after watching last night. But if we moved him up to say a Jaden Cox, yeah, I'm gonna make Jaden Cox the
0: favorite. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would make Gabe the favorite. Other 86 guys. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Bo would be the favorite. Yeah, Paul, although Bill maybe. Michael maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's good. That's good. Um, last one. You got a Tuesday headlines. Is wrestling is back. I I got one
1: that's uh maybe maybe a little biased, but I'm gonna go for it. All right. Yeah. Tuesday headlines.
0: You what's your What's your Tuesday headline? Oh, let me Let me think for a second. oh tool beats Valencia. Ooh. Okay. Of course. Of course, you use it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, uh maybe. I mean, maybe a little bit biased. This is that's that's a guy that I think you're like as bi- you've got to be about as close to as biased as you could possibly be. Right. He's you, <laughs> you trained right. him. He's at your alma mater. I mean, come on. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Hmm. Nick Lee <laughs> over
1: Seabass bass would have been a good one Seabass bass over Nick Lee, but that's not happening anymore. Unfortunately.
0: It's yeah.
1: So yeah. Ooh, I got another good one. It, it, this, uh, I, but I don't think this is going to happen. Um, but it would be a good like if you actually picked it, it would be Colton Schultz going undefeated because we talked about him he's gonna wrestle the the seven the nine and the ten he's gonna wrestle this weekend yeah I actually be, don't think he's gonna go undefeated that
0: would be awesome um, all right how about I man this would be this would be a, a crazy one to me I don't think it'll happen uh, but I'll say Jacory Teamer beats David Carr ooh that would be a, that would be a That'd be a big Tuesday headline, Mister David Bray. That'd be wild. I don't think it's gonna happen, I, man. I wish we were gonna watch Keegan O'Toole and David Carr this weekend, but um, that would have been fun. Glad he's at sixty-five. It'll be. I mean, the team, the lineup is really good, um, so it'll be good. Yeah, I think you're right. I think most of these other questions we've already touched on. Um, pe- people were just worn out from a good night of watching wrestling, I think, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't. They didn't get after it. So um, I think that's. I think that's about it. Anything else, Ben? No, that's it. I'm going
1: to do a whole weekend of uh, wrestling coaching in Tennessee. Uh, the new way in Nashville. we've got duels and individuals. Much of our kids are going down there, so um, should be fun. Going to get some warmer weather. Go a little south.
0: Get some warmer weather. Plenty of wrestling this weekend. Super excited. Another great weekend yeah. at D1 Wrestling. We've got Henry DeGlaine in France, some of the U.S. top wrestlers, all three styles. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been episode 598 and we will see you next week.